For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow then it's done for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For the record, for the record, for the for the record, for the record, for the record. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Clink Moments of Redemption. In this episode, Mahmoud Fazel talks about his visit with the Yakuza and what he learned on his road to redemption. I went to Tokyo and hung out with the Yakuza, and basically, oh, wow. um, yeah, I spent a bunch of time with members, former members, a, a former Don, an active, you know, Don. Um, Are you covered in tattoos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So taking your sh- your shirt off, you, like myself, have sleeves or noticeable yeah, 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 tattoos? Yeah. Because everyone I've spoken to that goes through Japan that's lived a little bit of a life like us, they're pretty onto it. They pick you off, especially if you're, you're walking Well, that's why through. they were cool with me. Yeah, they, that's why those guys were cool with me when the when the camera crew got there. They were a bit hesitant, and um, I actually remember a they... story about one of your old brothers, and I know him. And him and I both know him very well. He's a very well yeah. respected man, and he went there with another one of your brothers, and they had yeah. a little bit of, con- I don't know if it was conflict, but there was a lot of questions asked from the time that they come out of the airport. A rather large, big young man um, from Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that happened to me, man. When I came, when I came back, I had I, I was swarmed by by um, customs officers and actually the, the anti um, the terror officers. At, at, um, it was in it was in um, I think it was Brisbane or Gold Coast. I came via there, yeah, right. but um, as soon as I got got off, it was like as soon as I got off the plane, didn't even have a chance to get my luggage. They just pulled me and my partner off the off the flight and. Uh, went through all that shit and asked us what we were doing in Japan and Tokyo. And these did they people. believe you when you're like, over there telling you? Now. That's what I was about to say. When you're over there doing a legitimate documentary about the yakuza, is it pronounced yeah, yakuza or yakuza? It's yakuza. But Yuk- I was interested in them because, like, um, oh, they're, they're finding it really hard to recruit new members. Well, they've their they governments can't. shut them down, haven't they? Like, they are completely like shunned upon. You, like, isn't it even in public? You, like you can't even open a bank account, for example. You can't get a mortgage on a house. You can't do anything. Like you can't, you can't have an address. Like they do. Is that if they have that. proven that though? Do they have to prove that you are um, an affiliate a or a member? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but to become a member, you know, you have to you have to basically do their version of prospecting for three years mm. and live <laughs> in the in the office because they've got offices, not clubhouses. Yeah, I've heard um, about the offices in the big buildings. Yeah, yeah. So they meet. So you have to live in the office if you're a prospect. How the fuck do you live in one of those places? Yeah, wow. you do, and you're just at the the beck and call of their members. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like um, outlaw clubs aren't having much trouble recruiting. Whereas then it's it's interesting that the the yakuza does, and and they claim it's because their internal rules are too hard for for young people to follow. That's As in their, their own affiliation, their own their own outfit, their own code. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. The code of conduct of being a yakuza member is so strict. I, I think that's what that's from speaking to some of the members. That's what they believe. You know, young young guys aren't really prepared 
to do big whacks um, or they're just not, they rather just join street gangs and start making money straight away. Whereas in a Yakuza family, you, you're literally trying to become a member of the family. And by the time you're a member and actually earning for five, 10 years have passed really no. before you start, you know, rising in the ranks and stuff like that. It's very, very old school, but we are talking about a tradition that's, hundreds of years old like the yakuza goes back you know it's part of japanese culture and it's part of their society i'm fascinated by it i I love it look i really do um and why do i love it um not because of the notoriety of it but just the history of it and i'm Mm. i'm absolutely in no way privy to what i'm sure that you um have experienced and, and know now but what a fascinating um experience what 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 a an amazing opportunity, yeah. one, to be allowed to go there and, and connect with these these men and, and two, allow you to be told or, he, or hear. Yeah, yeah. Was, I felt very privileged, you know, to hear hear from some of these men, um, hear their stories and their sacrifices they made and the betrayals, some of them. They could be the, you know, the biggest criminal syndicate in the world in terms of finances. Like, they make the most money. They make more money than really? the Russian mob. Really? Yeah. The Russians are known to make big money, but like they are, yeah, I know, very shifty, That's what I very thought. clever. But, but yeah, so one of one of the blokes was telling me about the ways in which you know they stand over people in big corporations. You know, they he was saying um, they'll find out uh, someone who's on the board of say Nissan. Now I'm not saying that they've got someone on the board of Nissan, but no, I'm no, just no. giving hypothetical hypothetical yeah. story. So they say, we'll find out the name of the person on the board. We'll find out because everyone goes to, to hostess bars. Yes. All these businessmen, yeah, where it's nothing sexual. It's just you have no, drink no. with pretty looking girls yes. and stuff like and that. Sing karaoke. Yeah. So they find <laughs> out which, which, which ones that these guys frequent. They'll um, get, get the girls on board, give, basically force them to take them back to a hotel set, room set up after, after, the after the drinking yeah. situation. Mm. That hotel room will be rigged with cameras yeah. and all sorts of shit. They'll go there, get fucked up, you know, have sex, and then they'll basically extort them, you know, send them the photos of, mm. of them in compromising situations with these young girls. <laughs> basically, <laughs> confront them first through a journalist and say, look, we know this journalist who's going to print these photos in the newspaper, like the biggest newspaper in Japan. And you've got to be and honest too, she... I'm not being disrespectful, but the, the sex industry in Japan, they're um, quite, quite quite out there, aren't they, with their fetishes and stuff? Yeah, it's pretty experimental. <laughs> experimental? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, okay, but I'll like... leave that one right <laughs> the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, think about think about the genius of this. Like oh, me, right. uh, having come wow. from that world, I would think, I would think you'd straight up exhort the bloke and say, "Look, you know, kick over a percentage or or, or this amount of money, and that's yeah. it." Yeah. They say, "No, we've got another guy that's climbing the ranks in Nissan. We want you to put him on the board." Ah, which then they get. They're, they're yeah, in, which, which, in. which then they're, they're basically shareholders of the company. Like wow. they, they, they fully infiltrate it in that way. Like that, so they can dominate like smart. the way like. the the whole company runs. Yeah, it's that's fucking, very fucking intelligent, smart. man. This is a really structured way of things how they're done. 
Yeah, it's really sophisticated. And but obviously like, works. Yeah. Yeah, it works for sure. They, you know, they they're one of the biggest syndicates in the world, and yeah, it's just fascinating wow. um, hearing him speak about. But again, like a lot of them, you know, what corrupts them is money. You know, at the end of the day, all the betrayal is about money. Like, um, what's the demographic in, in, of them like? Like, okay, we talk about earlier in our conversation about, um, you know, growing up here in the hood, so to speak. You know, in the the Bronx or the Housing Commission low demographic is that same over there? Does it attract that? Yeah, sort it of, is. It, it is. is that, it? Surprisingly, yeah, it attracts the majority. The, a lot of the members are actually Koreans. Oh, they really? So Korean they're not legitimately background. Japanese. Well, they are because they've lived in Japan, but they their background is Korean because Koreans are like the um, marginalized communities in Japan. So they're the ones that get you know treated really poorly. Uh, wow. in the streets and people don't want to hire them and stuff and that's why a lot of the makeup of the Japanese Yakuza is actually Korean well there you go I, I wonder yeah, how many yeah, people actually know that because to me I always thought you know it's like the Italians you know you you, you don't come into the Costa Nostra unless you're an Italian mm. from certain areas and bloodlines you know like it's um, mm. it's, it's pretty common knowledge isn't it you know um, yeah. you know the Irish and the Irish Italians had their own ways but you don't get 100% a made man uh, unless you've mm. got that. I, I actually thought that that would be predominantly um, the Yakuza's style with Japanese too because being such a, um, a a strong strong hold within that country. Well, that's the irony of it. Like um, the Yakuza is basically has basically become like a far-right nationalist movement, you know, but it's it's being spearheaded by these Koreans who are actually marginalised by Japanese society and they're the ones waving the Japanese flag and trying to, you know, revoke... You wow. know, are they North or South? To... Where are they coming from? Fuck, they might be opening up doors for the old North. <laughs> eh? Gee whiz, look out Japan. 80,000 strong. The Yakuza is the biggest organised crime syndicate in the world. They say there is no field of business that Yakuza are not involved with in Japan. They infect all aspects of Japanese society. So when, when's that come out, Mahmoud? That'll be out in a couple of months. You excited for yeah, it, bro? Is it something you're really, really looking forward to delivering? Yeah, I think it'll be good. I, I hope people like it, man. I, I mean, I've I've had my fun with it. I, my fun happened when I went over there. To oh, mate, I man, I, <laughs> what a, what a time! What a but what a what an experience! Like, you know, we, we we're starting to move forward in our chat today to your story of redemption, and, and this is all part of that journey. And um, you know, choosing a path, a life um, that you've now chosen, which you're very successful at, um, and and been recognised and awarded for it. And here you are. Um, you know, jumping from a bloke that was, you know, had an ice addiction, moving drugs around the neighbourhood to then, you know, having an education but then fell short of that again, back into gang life, um, you know, had some really obviously hard realisations there and, and, and things that really opened up your mind and heart, I suppose, to where your life was going to go or possibly um, head if you didn't make better choices. And, and next minute, you know... You're interviewing some of the most powerful men in the world uh, for a documentary that that's going to be, you know, delivered to the world. I mean, fuck, that's unreal. Yeah, it's a it's a spin. Again, like I'm very lucky, man. I'm a, it's in many ways a miracle. Like 
and so but that's why you know i want to you want to tell a lot of young people that like don't make it a miracle like don't you've got pathways there don't wait to you know you have to fucking make a miracle out of it to, to, to be successful when really you just need to kind of assess the play, read the play a little bit and, and um, don't get sucked in, you know, like it's like when you, when, or when you and I talk and you talk about politics and don't get sucked into the politics, you know, don't get sucked into shit when people are like, Oh, he said this or, or this bloke thinks that of you or oh, what are you going to do about the, you know what I mean? hundred yeah. percent. Like, Cause that's, that's a trap, man, and, and only suckers will fall for that trap. And I was a sucker for a long time, you know. I oh, fell makes for those I think the worst thing is too, bro, is the, you know the the different extremities you have to go to in those moments to prove a point or to stamp your ground, if I can put it that way. Um, some of those repercussions are, are life changing. You know, it's not like a slap on the wrist or you know six months stint in jail. You're talking lifetimes, yeah. and uh, you're kissing your life goodbye. Kiss your family goodbye. You won't be seeing no fucking children. You know, you won't be seeing your parents uh, when they're ill and they're about to pass. You know, like there's just there's so much more to the world that we live in that. Um, I think what you said just then is the key to all of this. It's who are you trying to prove your point to? Yeah, are you trying to prove your point to some random? boys in the area or are you trying to prove a point to your best mate who, who needs you in a situation yeah that's a different thing you know like there's some some things are there are some things that are worth sacrifice i believe that I i'm, I'm, a bit I'm, old school I'm that. reading between those lines right now i'm the same yeah you can hear brent's two-part chat with mahmoud fazel in season two of the clink for the record i'm done trying to make y'all comfortable for the record, you ain't trying to grow, then it's done for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. Stop calling. For the record. For the record. Yeah. For the For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record.